This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. All you got to do is say, play ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We spent a month planning our first show in every intricate detail. All the ways we wanted to get you guys involved and all of the fun we knew we were going to have. And something larger than any of that, something larger than any sport happened last night as we are all still reeling and trying to process Tamar Hamlin, uh, the Bills' safety that went into cardiac arrest during the Monday night football game and caused the postponement of that game, obviously, and everybody's trying to figure out what's next. We do know from the most recent statement or the most recent uh, memo that has gone from Commissioner Roger Goodell to every single NFL team uh, that at this point, DeMar is still in the ICU at the Cincinnati Medical Center in a level one trauma center. We also know, Harry, that according to this, uh, they are postponing the game, according to the memo. And it also says after a short, a short time ago, after discussions with two teams in the NFLPA, we advised Buffalo and Cincinnati that last night's game will not be resumed this week. No decision has been made regarding the possible resumption of the game at a later date. And we have not announced any changes to this weekend schedule. I think it's important because it just hits me sitting next to you that we have to understand that this is not just a Bills-Bengals issue. This is an NFL issue. Every single player, which is part of why the memo also speaks uh, to mental health support resources that are going to be made available to every single player and every single staff member of every single team. Why? Because it's about the community. Mike Tomlin, Steelers head coach, said this earlier today at his press conference about uh, DeMar Hamlin. Man, it's a really personal thing for me. Uh, being a Pittsburgher, and, and that young man being a Pittsburgher, I've known that guy probably since he was about 12. Um, just got a lot of res- respect and love for him as a human being, um, his commitment to the pursuit of his uh, goals and dreams of doing what it is he's doing right now, which is playing in the NFL, and to watch him make personal decisions and, and, and make that a realization. Um, it's just an honor to get to know young people like that. I um, had an opportunity to express that to him whenever I see him. We've played Buffalo um, each of the last two seasons, and he and I get to have a moment um, because it's just cool to, to, to not only appreciate these guys in terms of where they are now, but to, to know them since they were younger people and to, to watch their maturation, their development, to watch them um, you know, earn what they've been chasing. Um, it's just really a, a cool thing, and he's an example of that. I got a lot of love for that young man. We lifted he, him and that organization up in prayer. That's not obviously something that you ever want to see. This speaks to how many teams are impacted, which Harry speaks to me to week 18. I, like I, I Right now, I don't know uh, what, what they would possibly do. The Raiders uh, canceled all availability, media availability for coordinators, players today. Uh, in respect of this issue, there are teams supposed to play on Saturday and Sunday. Right now, I, I just I don't know how anybody decides they want to play football this weekend. Well, the question that that I would have for the National Football League, for Roger Goodell and those guys, and the NFL is what's the healthy thing to do for all these players? And when I say all these players, it's all these players on the 32 teams in the National Football League. If it's truly about you know the health and the safety 
about these uh, of these players, then why would you play these games this weekend? And the thing that stood out to that stands out to me is that you have a, a, a extra week that teams utilize to prepare for the Super Bowl, in which is the Pro Bowl week, right? You have that extra week. Why not just push everything back? But because I think right now, I think that's the most important thing is the mental health of of everyone. Uh, number one is the the health of Demar Hamlin and his family, in which I'm going to be praying extensively for. But then you think about the mental health of these players for the Bills, the Bengals, the other you know 31, I mean th- uh, 29 teams in the National Football League. Uh, thirty, uh, excuse me, thirty teams in the National Football League as well. So, if you're sending the memo about the mental health situation and the resources that these players have, why would you think it's healthy for these guys to go out and play a, a football game this weekend? Why not just push everything back a week? I, I think you know, to your point, Harry, it speaks to the fact that they're aware there's an issue, right? Like, yes. if, if if they don't think there's an issue, they're not even putting that in a memo. And and frankly, again, nothing happens accidentally in any memo that comes to Roger Goodell's office, and we all know damn well that Adam Schefter's going to get it, so the world's going to see that memo. Yep. So you're making sure that the world and your players know we're going to provide resources to help with mental health. You're also making sure, I think it's a, a key word, and I know that I'm, I'm dug into semantics here, but this is just sort of the way my mind works. He says, we have not announced any changes to this weekend schedule. They're playing this thing hour by hour. I think that's probably the right way to do it. But there is a moment when I keep thinking about how it doesn't matter what team you play for. Like, how is your heart not heavy right now? Because this is somebody, he's, you're talking about somebody that knows everybody across the league, not to mention the other players that are in the league that play for Pitt that are friends of his. Like, it's just where does this thing, you talk about the trickle out of all of this. This impacts so many players well, you, all the way across the league. You also look at the simple fact that, you know, a lot of these players, they look at this situation and sometimes you may you may think and put yourself in that situation and say, you know, this can happen to me. This can happen at any, any given time. And there's a mental hurdle that these players on all 32 teams might need to get over before going back and playing the game of football that they love so much because of what happened last night. Now, I say I said earlier, and I'm not, I'm not going to talk out of both sides of my mouth for once. I understand that sometimes simple things to me are very complicated. Yeah. So I understand that there's a lot of moving parts to simply postponing a week. In my mind, though, that is the logic that makes the most sense. Like, to your point, you got that week between the AFC and NFC Championship before the Super Bowl. You move everything back an entire week. You, you basically, and, and I realize I, it is not lost on me, the precedent to this, it, getting the NFL to simply move a week of football uh, is not something. Nor it, are we losing the fact that the most important thing in is, this whole situation is the health of DeMar Hamlin and his family's well-being, and along with the other players that were involved in seeing what transpired last, last night. It's just another dimension to it that we're speaking on now. Yeah, a hundred. Thank you for that clarification, because you're 100% right. The only thing that matters here, like, I, I just, I can't, I, I don't even play the game. I cover the game for a living. I can't imagine giving a damn about the outcome of any of this or watching this weekend and not the entire time just being, like, thinking about you know, DeMar Hamlin, right? Yep. Thinking about his family, thinking about his mother, his father, his little brother, thinking about all of those elements. And frankly, from the human side of it, thinking about every player that's trying to compartmentalize that while they go out there, do their jobs. Like it just, it, it is such a, a cloud over everything that's going to be processed. And 
Like I, I understand that the NFL. I, I think nine eleven at post nine eleven is the only time that the NFL has actually uh, postponed a weekend of action. They did not do it after the Kennedy assassination. They nothing shuts the NFL down. But this isn't like anything we've ever seen. Yep. And and we live in a different era now when it comes to the way that we sort of accept and talk openly about mental health for athletes. I, I just if if that's really the focus for the league. What's the harm in moving everything back? Like, this is risk versus reward. The reward is that you give everybody at least another opportunity, another few days to just separate, be with the people they love, and and recalibrate through something that's incredibly difficult. Well, I think that's where the human element comes in at Fitz. And in a country that is so driven by money, sometimes, like Spike Lee, he made a movie, Do the Right Thing. Sometimes the Mm -hmm. right thing is just doing the right thing. And if it costs you money, it's listen, sometimes that's... It's like that sometimes, and I hate to say it, but it's, it's like that sometimes. But when you talk about uh, a life of a human being and things being life and death of someone, especially someone who his entire life has done the right thing and has beat the odds and is doing what he loves to do and is beloved by so many people, not only on his football team but across the National Football League. And we heard how uh, Mike Tomlin loves this, loves this, this young man and, and cherishes everything that he stands for then I think some things can take a backseat to that because that's the human element of things, Fitz, that we have to start understanding that's most important in our country, being an American. It, it, it's like, at the end of the day, it, God forbid, what if it was any of our kids? What if it was any any of our family that was going out? What was anybody that we knew personally and loved personally? Like, it, it's it, this is just such a... I, I play this game all the time in society, but I play the shoes on the other foot game. Put yourself in somebody else's shoes and see how you would handle that situation. Right now, I, I cannot find a single fault to the concept of just pushing the entire schedule back a week. And I understand— Lord, give his mother the strength, man, because I, I, I could only imagine her being in that ambulance, not knowing if her son is going to live or if, or if he's going to pass away. So I, I, I'm praying for her so strongly because— to be in that situation, that's your baby. And that's going to always be your baby. I don't care how, how old he gets. That's going to always be her baby. So I'm, I'm praying that, that she's able to hold things together right now. And um, and this, she's there with him, her son, right now at the moment. So I, I just hope everything, when it's all said and done, moves in the right direction. I, I would love transparency from the league right now when they make their decision. I would respect so much. Uh, an NFL that came out and said, hey, we we still want to get this. We need to get this game played for this reason, this reason, this reason. So we're going to do this, 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 and this, and this is how we reach that decision. They came out in a very real, emotional, heartfelt way, told us why they're doing what they're doing. I think that a lot of us would be open to listening to and understanding that. Right now, we're waiting for the league. And again, cannot stress this enough, the only thing that matters, the only thing is DeMar Hamlin's health. And I will not fault the NFL for moving slow through this process because they need every ounce of information that they can get in making these decisions. We just are going to continue to look to Roger Goodell and the NFL to figure out how they process it moving forward. Dominique Foxworth said something earlier this morning that I think every single NFL fan needs to hear. You'll hear it next on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Just tell your smart speakers to play ESPN Radio. We're presented 
by Progressive Insurance. We're continuing to get you updated with everything we know on DeMar Hamlin, the Bills' safety, uh, and the latest news from the NFL that this week's game uh, has been, or last night's game, I should say, has been postponed. We don't know anything yet about what it could mean for the Week 18 schedule coming this weekend in the NFL. But it creates a lot of conversation for former players. I'm lucky to get to sit next to one today and moving forward on Fitz and Harry every day from noon to 3. This is what Dominique Foxworth, ESPN NFL football analyst, had to say this morning about Get Up. And I think it's an important message for every single NFL fan to listen to. As a former union president, when we are fighting in the CBA for uh, financial opportunities or for health and safety considerations, don't call us greedy. There is no cap. As we have learned, there is no cap to the amount of risk that the players are taking. There is no cap to that. And I know money's not all that important, but let's be honest, that's, that is America's love language is financial, but there is a salary cap on the amount of players. And so there's a cap to the amount of risk. And I don't mean any disrespect to Robert Kraft or, or um, Jerry Jones or Shad Khan or Clark Hunt or any of the owners of teams, like they deserve to make a ton of money, cool, knock yourself out. But there's a cap to the amount of risk that they are taking when they show up to the games on Sunday. The worst thing that can happen to them is they're going to lose a football game. There is no cap to the amount of risk that the players are taking to entertain us and to make a lot of money. So, like, I understand that maybe it makes people uncomfortable for me to be talking about salary caps this morning. But I always go back to that because not every the small percentage of the players who play professional football make an amount of money that is life-changing. They all deserve it. Harry, I mean, it, it feels like from a player's standpoint, when you hear Dominique say that, it almost puts everything in perspective on some of the arguments that are allowed about players that know their worth. Yeah, and, and a lot of people, you know, didn't like what Dominique Foxworth said in that piece, but they do go hand-in-hand hand with what we've seen transpire last night because – a lot of people get upset with players when they try to, you know, when they hold out and try to get as much money as they possibly can. But at the end, but but at the same time, they don't realize that at any given moment, any given play could be their last play that they ever play ever again in the National Football League. And it's far from them being selfish. And I'm gonna bring up a situation that happened with me when I was in the National Football League my second year. Right, I was going into my second year and. Roddy White was holding out. That's my brother from another mother. And it was never personal, and I understood 100%. And I understood the way he grew up. I understood where he came from as a human being. I understood his family. I understood everything that went on with that. So I had no problem with him holding out because at any given moment, he can get hurt, tear his ACL, break his neck. Anything could have happened. And he, he would have never been able to play the game of football ever again in his life. Throughout that process, I tore my ACL. You know what I mean? And not one time was I upset with him because I understood what he was holding out for. I understood that in one play, everything could be gone. I understood that there are different parameters to situations in, uh, that other people may have in this game called life. You know what I mean? So whenever a player holds out for you know, more money, it's not them being selfish. It's them understanding, number one, that 
me going out here to practice, me going out here and play a game could be the last time I ever live again, could be the last time I ever play the game of football again, but I want to make sure that my family is straight if that does transpire. There, for me, like there, there are moments in life where I'm so willing, and you know this, to stand up and be like, yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong. There are perspective-changing moments. I would love to see this become a perspective-changing moment for everybody that yells about athletes that want more. Like, for me, in my mind, and, and I can hear people rolling their eyes. And like, it has nothing to do like, with being selfish. No, like, uh, look at Lamar Jackson. If Lamar Jackson wants to go out and get every damn dime that Lamar Jackson is t- entitled to, is this not a reminder of part of the reason why Lamar Jackson wants every dime that he can, that he can get? You don't like, know when the play is going to be. You don't know what's going to happen. We can't predict the future. I mean, we we live in a world right now where people are trying to, you know what, all over college kids for getting name, image, likeness opportunities to make some cash while they're playing. This could have been a college kid as much as it was an NFL person. Like, if you are standing up to Dominique's point, the owners of teams have literally no leverage risk. Their only risk is win or lose. Fans have no risk. My only risk when I watch the Raiders game is am I going to trip over the coffee table when I'm yelling and maybe hurt my foot? Like, that's my risk. The risk the play are taking is catastrophic risk. So if a catastrophic level of risk warrants a massive payday, who am I to fault that? Like, why are we so worried about trying to limit the athlete's ability to earn when we look at what the athletes ultimately are risking? And I will bring up three situations, right? I will bring up, number one, the situation that happened to DeMar Hamlin last night, and he's going to be with everyone's in, in everyone's prayers because we want the best outcome from him as a human being. Forget the football aspect. Number two, I look at a guy like Tua Tungavaloa, who on that same football field mm. had a concussion, right? But you don't know when that play is going to be. I look at a guy like Ryan Shazier, who on that same football field could have been paralyzed the rest of his life. You know what I mean? So you don't know when that play is going to be. So you're in a situation to where you, you say, you know what? I got to do what's best for me and my family. And you can't fault the athletes for doing so. We are so consumed as a sports fan group and and y'all like if you don't know any work that i've ever done if today on fitz and harry's first time you've ever consumed any any show i've ever been on i own the fact that i am a fan right like i am the voice of the fan i am the person that harry douglas sat three feet from laughing at mocking 48 hours ago while i watched my beloved raiders find another way to lose a football game i am the person that yells relentlessly at the screen the screen i am the super fan and I can still look at it from the super fans' mindset and say, at what point do we look at it like no matter how much you love your favorite team, because nothing's going to make me stop loving the Raiders, no matter how bad they are, no matter how much I love my favorite team, why does it have to be the team versus the player? If a player wants to go out and get every dollar they're entitled to, I'm ever the capitalist Well, I've in this never situation. understood why fans like to take the owner side of things anyway. They're billionaires. Yeah, like this concept that all of a sudden, well, you know, cost is going up. That means they're going to raise ticket prices. They're, you really, bil- they're billionaires. You think any of these billionaire owners are going to lower ticket prices because suddenly they're paying less for their labor? Quick answer, no. The answer to that is no, right? So I, I'm, I'm just sitting here looking at DeMar Hamlin's situation saying this is a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call, not just for players, because we've talked a lot about that from Harry's standpoint. I think this is a wake-up call for fans to look in the mirror and say, man, 
Do I really have to, you know what, on somebody for wanting to go out and get theirs? Do I need to suddenly break somebody down because they know their value? Do I, the guy that's sitting on my couch drinking a beer that is not even closely going to ever be able to stand up on a field and make impact, really need to sit there and call somebody else injury prone and use that as a reason they shouldn't get paid when in fact, if anything, if I'm looking at it from an NFL player standpoint in today's environment, I'm looking around saying, I want every damn dollar I can get because you never know when you'll stop getting those dollars. Man, we can we can love our favorite teams, but while we love our favorite teams, it's okay to empower the athletes that are out there getting paychecks from our favorite teams. All right, Fitz and Harry, that's the name of the show, presented by Progressive Insurance. Get a business insurance quote, insurance quote online in as little as six minutes. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com. We're going to go to Buffalo next and get you the latest around the Bills organization. It's Fitz and Harry, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We're hanging out with you on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and SiriusXM Channel 80. Also on your smart speakers by... Just asking them to play ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. It is the the debut of Fitz and Harry. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We will be with you every single weekday from noon to 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Love hanging out with you guys. Usually, I can promise you, we want to bring you entertainment. We want to bring you fun. We want to bring you escapism. We want to bring you a community that we're going to ask you to be involved in every single day. We don't just want you to listen to our takes. We want your takes to be part of it. There will be a place and time for that. Today is not exactly that exactly what my mom used to say to me growing up. There's a time and place for everything. Yeah. Did you ever? There's no way you actually followed that though. I know you well enough to know you were still like you 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 were still acting like you right like. It's a, it a time and place for everything. <laughs> we'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime, as we continue to get the latest uh, from Demar Hamlin, Bill Safety, who went into cardiac arrest on the field last night, the league has put out a statement saying that the this game will not be resumed this week. They've made no announcements regarding what it means for next week's schedule. We're joined now by ESPN NFL reporter Jeremy Fowler, who is in Buffalo. Jeremy, thanks for the time. Obviously, uh, this is a heavy topic. We appreciate you joining us. What's the latest you can tell us from Buffalo? Well, you know, uh, Jason, there are a couple of different factors here. You got um, this, the everybody here from players to coaches to media. You know, they're just trying to uh, find out how Demar Hamlin is doing and and what the status is. You know, I've checked with some of uh, the people in his camp, including one of his agents, and uh, you know, I was told that it is status quo. Um, that they're just kind of waiting and praying, but uh, there are no major updates from last night and, and this afternoon that the Bills uh, last stated. So that's where that's at. And then, you know, the, the team itself is just kind of trying to figure out a course for the next couple of weeks, you know, because now the Bengals game is off the slate and they're really just concerned about the teammate more so than any game, but they have to prepare for New England. And, uh, you know, beyond that, they don't know. I think some people I've talked to would be surprised if the Bengals game gets remade at all. There's just no clean way to do it unless, you know, maybe they move a wild card game back um, and just finagle a couple of days here or there, but it's going to be tough. Yeah, Jeremy, that was one of the things that I was thinking about because, you know, you have that extra week that teams normally have to prepare for the Super Bowl is why not just push every game back this week one week? Well, what, what do you think the chances of, the, of that happening? Well, uh, 
certainly possible. There's, there's really no precedent for it. You know, I talked to somebody who's kind of involved in schedule making with the NFL and was told, you know, that this is so unchartered that really everything feels like it's on the table, you know? Um, so yeah, that, that's actually a, a creative option I hadn't thought about, you know, but there's, there's just no clean way to do it. Something has to sacrifice. Um, you know, it could be a situation where if they get clarity on the playoff seating that everybody can be reasonably comfortable with, you know, let's say it's Kansas City one, Buffalo two, Cincinnati locked into that three spot, um, then maybe it just makes sense to just skip the game, you know, and uh, that would be a Roger Goodell call most likely. But I don't know. Buffalo would be happy about that because they they want the chance to get the number one seed and not have to go to Kansas City in the playoffs. How are decisions like that reached, Jeremy? Like, who does Goodell have to talk to before he can make the decision on what's going to happen next? So, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think that, you know, there are channels that uh, he would go through and people he trusts and leans on, whether it's, you know, Troy Benson, the vice president of the league, uh, Don Aponte, who was there last night, a league executive uh, who was on scene Monday night, um, and just try to come up with a common sense solution uh, that still gives the, the game a chance of being played. And so, uh, but they're, they're, they've never had this situation before. They had COVID two years ago. Uh, when they were kind of moving things around and, uh, you know, they had, had to play games on Mondays and Tuesdays. But, you know, short of that, that this is very different, you know, and you're, you're so pressed against time here that it makes it difficult. Have the Bills been in and out of the facility at all today? And what's their plan for today as well? So they have, they had a meeting today at noon, uh, players and coaches, and uh, they really that's standard for them on a given week like this, they would meet, but this was a little different because the players, you know, they don't want to worry about the game plan. They want to worry about how Tamar Hamlin is doing and the, and the details are sort of scarce. So that's the issue, but they did meet and uh, there was, you know, a little bit of normalcy in that regard. And, you know, players, we, we, you know, we saw some cars that looked like they were driven by players that were kind of in and out of the facility as we're here on site. Um, but uh, it, it seems like anything but a normal work day. You know, the, the practice facility is, uh, is prohibited, or the media is prohibited from the practice facility today, where maybe a normal day could be there. But you know, given the respect of, of the situation, um, everybody's kind of camped out at the stadium, where they might have a prayer visual by the team store um, later this afternoon. Jeremy, obviously you're in Buffalo, but you're tied into the entire league. Have you been able to get any sense to how players around the rest of the league are reacting to this? Well, it's something that everybody is talking about you know and, and everybody's really praying about it you rarely see um such a unified league in that regard coming together whether it's you know donating donating millions of dollars to demar hamlin's uh you know gofundme account or uh you know to just the the, the sheer uh, outpour of support for for demar uh, from for people around the league and you know they know that this is a physical sport but um this is something that's unprecedented, really. So everybody's trying to make sense of it. Everybody's talking about it. But, but really, everybody just wants to know how he's doing. And, you know, they just don't have those answers right now. Jeremy, always appreciate your time and your insight, my friend. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thanks for the latest. Hey, anytime, guys. Appreciate it. ESPN NFL reporter Jeremy Fowler, who is in Buffalo. And, you know, it speaks to sort of one of the, the – I've been saying all day, simple things to us are complicated to a lot of people. 
the concept that you just mentioned, well, let's just push the whole thing back a week, right? Yeah. Something Jeremy hadn't even thought of, right? And, and you start thinking about what the league is trying to accomplish, but also the deadline that's ahead of them, Harry, because it's not like, you know, it's not like you can just easily make those moves. There's so many logistics to be worked out. I cannot imagine how many different if this, then that's right now. Roger Goodell and the NFL is facing trying to navigate something that's never been navigated before. Yeah, it's it's something that you can't just think of like and and do and make a decision on within thirty minutes or an hour or two hours, right? It takes more time, and that's why I think the NFL uh, and the smart thing to do is take this hour by hour, day by day, before you know issuing what you're going to do and what your plan is, because you want to get all the information and gather all the information that you can. And also look at every possible situation and scenario that you can have at your at the palm of your hands moving forward. Fitz and Harry's presented by Progressive Insurance. Get a business insurance quote online in as little as six minutes. Visit progressivecommercial.com and com. Through all of the chaos last night, through all of the amazing emotion last night, there were two people that stepped up and provided much needed leadership that was absolutely incre- incredible. And impressive. We'll talk about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. I started this show off by talking to everybody about what we'd hoped. We spent a month planning exactly how we wanted this show to open. Every single detail, an entire staff. And I want to give a a huge thank you uh, on behalf of Harry and myself to everybody. Amanda Gifford, Justin Craig, Liam Chapman, uh, you know, Evan, Devin, everybody that works on this show. Took a lot of people to put Harry and I together from noon to three every single day. And we spent a month working on every detail of what we wanted this show to be, what we wanted the tone to be, what we want people to experience when they listen to us every day. Last night, Something far more important than any of those meetings happened. And all of our eyes were open with DeMar Hamlin, Bill Safety, suffering cardiac arrest on the field. And we came in together today, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. And we said, look, today's important. And the only thing that we can do throughout this process is be real. I uh, absolutely love the guy sitting next to me, Harry Douglas. I love the fact that you've been able to be real because today has just been a junkie day. Like, that's my, I don't want to get fired by Mickey Mouse. Today has been a junkie day. I cannot imagine what it feels like for everybody involved on, on the field. But there were a couple of guys that stood up, stood out, and really stood up for what mattered in that moment. And you mentioned it in the beginning. I want everybody to hear what Aaron Rodgers had to say today on the Pat McAfee show about the coaches involved in this situation. I think one person who deserves a lot of credit in the situation is Coach Taylor. I saw him walk across the field and just the empathy that I saw in his face and the way he handled that thing. And then obviously, because Coach McDermott, I mean, like, oh. this is your guy, right? Like, and he was going through it. But just the way that he, it wasn't even a question. No, we're not going to play this game. What are you talking about? Do you need more time? Do you need any time? Do you want to even play? I mean, that felt like that was a conversation right there. So. You know, the, there could have been so many insensitive, you know, obviously in the moment and also hindsight for sure, moments that uh, that could have been had right there. But I thought he handled that thing the exact right way. I hear that and I immediately think of what you said last night in our group text as we were watching it all happen. Through all of the emotion in the moment, you immediately said, look at these coaches. Yep. And I think great leadership is, is needed uh, throughout our world, but especially when you have – 
you know, teams and guys that are going to be leading a group of men. And I thought both of these coaches, because Coach McDermott was going through it last night. And you've seen it when he started to kneel down and, you know, trying to be strong for his, for his players. But then you see, you know, Hamlin down there on the ground, DeMar Hamlin, and he's trying his best not to, you know, fall apart because that's one of his guys as well. And for some coaches, man, I've had coaches that that treated me like, you know, I'm their son. And I'm pretty sure that's the way Coach McDermott is. But for Zach Taylor to understand that this game, life is more important than a football game. And in that moment, in a, a game that had that had a, a, a ton of weight and was very important to a lot of standings and seedings and where teams could be seated for the playoffs, that didn't matter. That didn't matter to Coach Taylor. And it, sh- it goes to show that it is, you know, gr- there, there are great human beings in our world still. People aren't concerned with wins and losses or or money or whatever else there is out there to be concerned with. But the simple life of a young human being is more important than any of that. It speaks to something you and I have talked about recently when you talk about coaching in the NFL. And, you know, there used to be this concept of a, a strict coach or a player's coach. I think coaching, the more we see successful coaches, is about investing in people, right? And I'm not even talking about just the Bills and the Bengals right now. Every single coach in the NFL could win or lose their locker room. And it's not about that. This is not the reason you do it. But you could win or lose your locker room by the way you handle this moment. The genuine humanity of simply checking in on your guys and saying, hey, you okay? I know this is heavy. You okay? Like caring about each of the individual people as individual people is everything. And the coaches that have that connection to their locker room, right now I can only imagine are reaching out to every player, making sure you're sending a text to every guy, making sure every one of my guys is good. The coaches that don't have that relationship, that aren't doing that, are reminding their players of that right now by their inaction. Well, I will say this. When you have the coaches that do you know, check on players and make, make sure from a mental, mental standpoint that they're okay, they're all right, those players – Look at those coaches as number one father figures, a friend that they can go to about any and everything, and aren't afraid to talk to them about everything that's going on in their lives. They also have the utmost respect for those kind of coaches as well. And when it comes to the game of football, whatever sport, they're going to go out there and try to give 110% every time because they know that their coach has their back no matter what the circumstances may be. The ones who don't, you're not going to get that from from your players because they feel like you're a snake in the grass. Uh, you know, and it's funny because I think that's true in life. Like when you invest in people, they 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 work harder with you, right? They work harder for you. They 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 care more about your processes. Now I don't care whether we're talking about working at a warehouse or working at you know a, a factory or or working in in sports doing what we do. Like when you feel like the people you work for and you work with actually give a damn about what's going on in life. It changes the work that you do. And when you're asking 53 people on a roster to buy into the systems, to buy into the process, to buy into the culture that's created, I think we saw a lot last night about the culture for the Bills, the culture for the Bengals. And right now, we heard from Mike Tomlin earlier in this show, you're finding out about the culture from certain players that understand the humanity 
of what it means to be an NFL player, above and beyond like the paycheck and the shield, yep. the humanity of what it means to step on an NFL field. And in field. this world, it's about being empathetic when certain situations arise. Because I think that's another lost art that we have that we have in our country is that people don't know how to be empathetic. People don't know how to have sympathy. People don't know how to be sensitive. There's so many situations that are that arise in our, com- our our country that people are so desensitized towards that they don't you know know how to be you know I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the word they don't they don't know how to be there for others because they may work so much or they don't know how to deal with people people or talk to people but that's a lost art that I think that needs to come back in our world because we are humans we aren't computers. And we live in this social media society where people want to yell and scream about everything. One thing I think the NFL has made clear today, the NFL has made clear that no matter what time frame we think they should be on, they're being calculated. They're taking it, as Harry said earlier, hour by hour. And to me, instead of yelling and screaming at them about that, I'm stepping back and saying, man, that might be the smart approach. Because right now, the most important thing is DeMar Hamlin's health. That is the most important thing. Yep. His family his mom, his dad, his brother, his entire family. That should be all we're worried about. And until we get every ounce of information we can get, I don't think the NFL can do anything other than what they're doing, which is basically saying, as we get more information, you'll get more information, and we won't worry about the games. Now, I want to I I end with this, though, Fitz, because I want to send love. I want to send honor, respect to DeMar Hamlin and his family, his mother, Um, I'm sending a ton of love and prayers towards her as well because I can only imagine what that situation is being like. There's power in prayer. So everyone, if you you have the time, even if it's 30 seconds, pray for DeMar Hamlin, pray for his family. Pray for the players that had to see uh, that tragic event last night. Also, I want the players, not just on those two teams, but on all 32 teams to protect your mental health. And do so accordingly. And don't be afraid to speak up and get the help if you need it. We will always be real with you. And we will always try and bring you the most entertainment we can. Today, we had to be real with you about an incredibly difficult day. And our thoughts and prayers go only to the family of DeMar Hamlin. Fitz and Harry's back tomorrow at noon. Kenny and Carlin coming up next. Thanks for hanging out with us on ESPN Radio.